welcome to KFAB, the podcast. Hello. This is a podcast about wrestling and fashion. But mostly fashion. I'm Sarah. I'm Christina. And I'm Katie. Wow. We did it. (laughs) Guys, we did it. Um, Getting smoother and smoother every time. Yes. Only the slightest of panics looks at each other. Yes. Um, How should we describe this gif Um, that we're looking at currently? Well, I'm going to say the thing I said on our last round before we we started recording, which is that uh, it's Finn and Seth Rollins, and they're sweaty, and they're laughing, and Mm -hmm. they look really good, and I want to eat that peach of a bruise (laughs) off of Finn's arm. Not lick it? No, I said lick it it first. Now I'm like, I want to eat that peach. Mm. You know what? I get it. Yeah, I do too. Wow. We'll just be in this loop forever. It's really good. Also, Mike um, always puts some like real hot gif up for us. Yeah, and it's just just, tortures us. It's just really kind, I think. It is nice. Also, the more I watch it, the more I'm looking at the fan in the background. I know. Yeah. And I'm like, he's kind of cute, too. Yeah. I don't know. It's like the glow reflected off it. I don't know. It's a very horny gif. Yeah, it it's is. It's a horny sure. gif. For sure. Uh, yeah, and the guy in the background is very into it as well. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is probably part of the appeal for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this this gif comes courtesy of our producer, Mike, um, the, the legitimate wrestling knowledge person mm-hmm. on this podcast. That's his formal title. His formal title. And it like, rolls off the tongue. Yeah, and anytime we have a question, we can like ask him questions, but he only has like 10 seconds to answer. And mm-hmm. then uh, Christina over here makes ha- some kind of sound <laughs> effect. Yep. yep. No more sound machine. Remembers the laptop every week, forgets the sound machine every week. Only the original listeners will know what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. Our true fans. Our true fans. Yes. Welcome. Yes. Uh, but thanks for tuning in. And this is our episode nine. Yes. It's so exciting. Ooh, look at all this wrestling news. There is a lot of wrestling news. Also, Mike put in graphics with arrows pointing to these photos. Read the slide. <laughs> They're beautiful. I, we're going to compliment look, your design everyone work. Everyone wants to... I just want you to know that I recognize the work that you put into the Google Slides. Yeah. Mike. This is awesome. Um, okay, so the first so, thing's up. Last night, I got a little tipsy and started talking about wrestling, and it was very entertaining because I actually knew what everyone was talking about. And they were like giving me information because they heard that I have a wrestling podcast now, and I was like, but mostly fashion is the first thing I said. And I was like, good mm-hmm. one, Katie. You're already bringing it in. You're already reeling in your new fans. And um, they were just mentioning certain matches. And I was like, oh, yeah. But, I mean, we'll see what's happening at Evolution. And I was just, like, kicking ass. And they were like, oh, wow. And it was, like, all these dudes. And they were very impressed. That's oh, my amazing. gosh. That's yeah. so good. I felt good about myself. I love it. Producer Mike, are you proud? You said the name of one pay-per-view. <laughs> okay, shut up. I'm wow. pretty proud of myself. Everyone else was impressed. Yeah, yes. Mike is salty today. Um, yeah, Mike already got mad at us twice, so this is going to be a good episode. It is very <laughs> warm in Los Angeles, though. It so is. everyone is a little cranky right now. Uh, but here's this is great wrestling news related to, to your knowledge of this mm-hmm. pay-per-view, Katie. The WWE announced the first all-women's pay-per-view event on October 28th. Yeah. Woohoo! Yay! Raw, SmackDown, NXT titles will be defended, uh, featuring the finals of the Mae Young Classic. Wow. Okay. I don't know. Very cool. Good. I'm in. I'm in all the way. Sure. <laughs> uh, WWE legends 
Lita, Trish Stratus, and Beth Phoenix would be part of the event. Okay, so oh, these are cool. the eras. This is the graphic. Okay, it's yeah. all coming together okay, now. Okay, yeah. So he yes. pointed out who these people are yes. to us, uh-huh. which is exciting. Though the photo of Beth Phoenix, there's one woman being lifted and one woman shoving her head into the torso of the other. I which think one the is lifty the is, the, is Beth, right? The, the one who's, whose face we can see, yeah. I would assume. Cool. I hope, unless you really wanted us to look at the, her butt, which seems like not your style. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that's true. Lita was Mike's first wrestling crush. It says. Ooh, Aww. did you have a poster? They were a little too risque, so I was worried my parents would get mad. Did wow. you? Did you have a toy? Remember how we talked about how you yeah, had that stack toys? of toys to give us if you die? Did they yeah. have women's wrestler toys? Did they? No, not of really. I didn't. Um, no. So Bummer. I would just watch her sheepishly every week. Oh, <laughs> oh I that's kind so of sweet. think that this photo that he put up is actually the poster that he wanted to get at some point, and he was like, <laughs> "No, this is too risque." It is, is like a lot of ab. Yeah, it is. Well, this is when when everyone wore such low pants yes, and such indeed. high tops. Yeah, it's like, why are we? Yep. Why? But like, I get she's real cute. Yeah, she's she got is. that cute alternative girl vibe. Like, this mm-hmm. is tracking. This makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good choice. And then Trish Stratus has a frankly amazing costume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a superhero yeah, outfit. She does. Uh, I want to say she looks like last season's Bachelor contestant, <gasps> the one who stuffed the animals. Yes. To the degree. Kendall. Kendall. Yeah. Yeah. To the degree. I love which her. Which you didn't even you didn't put in the slides. Oh, well, sidebar. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll come back to that. That's put that in for later. Uh, What are some matches we want to see? Oh, that's a really good question. So it's all of it. All of the 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 current women things divisions. What's the word? Divisions will be there. So I want to see Nia not fight Alexa Bliss. That would be great. I've seen her like only wrestle Alexa Bliss. I think I want to see her do like Sasha. Ooh, that would be fine. Um, and they had a rivalry, so that makes sense that they would. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you guys? Hmm. Honestly, I think any, like anyone, would be fine. Yeah. yeah, I would love to see. You know who I really love right now, currently, uh, is the Iconics. <laughs> yep. And I would love to see them fight anyone and anything. It might be really fun to see them. I don't, I don't know, know the, the other. Iconics. Oh, I'm Keeping definitely up with, the, with this podcast of me being the least knowledgeable. I don't know who the Iconics are. Oh, that's it's a uh, um, two girls who have this sort of like mean girl shtick to okay. their characters. So they're like Australian. Carmella. Yeah, but they're they're more like um, they dress like they're at Coachella and they <laughs> it, they come out and imitate people and like make fun of them. And I think it's quite frankly hilarious. Yeah. Okay. And uh, their looks really good. I definitely am going to talk about them soon because I'm cool. sort of yeah obsessed with them. Great. Um, I would love to see them fight anyone. I don't I'm not super up on who the other like teams have been in the past, so I don't know if they would do like a tag team thing. Mm. But I don't know. Sometimes they do wrestle individually too. Yeah. Yeah. I've only seen them once, and I think it was one of the times when um, your husband asked me what their theme was, and I think I even said like music concert. Yeah, they were. And flower I got crowns. it in like yeah. five seconds, and that's the only time I was like, oh, so that's actually their. Okay, great. That's good to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really. I'm interested in seeing Becky Lynch. Yes. I want to see her kick some ass. Yeah. Great. 
She's very cool. I'm very excited about that. That'll be a fun precursor to what we're doing on November 18th, <gasps> which we bought tickets to the NXT War Games yep. in yes. Los Angeles. To a degree where Kyle, uh, Sarah's husband, is excellent <laughs> at finding bulk tickets. Yes. So we got seven tickets sitting next to each other. I'm so excited. And man, I'm really excited, especially because my birthday is November 12th. And so this is six days later. So my first weekend as a 30-year-old is going to be going to a wrestling show. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, And I think that's hilarious. It's going to be so... I am really excited. It was Me so too. great because I was at a wedding and I just like saw well, all these like, like, in the pop-ups. Uh, oh, was it when I was in the air? I think you were flying. So nice. you were... I just remember like just being like, yes, like whatever <laughs> happens, like yeah. I am 100% in. It's going to be so fun. And we have no clue with the war games. I don't want to know. You know, I'm like excited to just be like surprised. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I don't know what it... So I won't share with you what my husband explained to me a war games <laughs> is, uh-huh. but I, he, he had to walk me through it five times rephrasing it different ways before I got what it was because I misheard him initially. So cool. Yeah. If you guys want to take a guess as to what you think it is, I I would love to hear because it was nothing I had guessed. Honestly, knowing this fucking franchise, I would say they're bringing in two tanks. Ron <laughs> Strowman's going to beat up one tank. He's going to flip the other tank and then people are going to come out like a damn clam- clown car. Wow. Of the tanks. Am I fucking right? You're closer than you think you are. That's oh my gosh, gosh. really? That's that was not something I had heard. Or no one's going to wrestle and it's just going to be drones. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great one. Everyone's just piloting drones with knives on them. <laughs> and battle so, bots? Yeah, basically battle bots. That's wow. what we're going to. <laughs> and Velveteen be... Dream is posing in the center and there's battle bots going on around him. Oh my him. gosh. That just like so he's cool. like pouring candle yeah. wax on himself. <gasps> yes. Yes, <laughs> I love that. I just pictured them all running in at the same time. They all have chairs and they just beat the shit out of each other. Wow. I wonder if it was like a Highlander theme. <laughs> yeah, they all run like, but like they yeah, build like, a fake mountain or they make Braun Strowman because he is the mountain like pose and everyone kind of rustles Slides over him, down him. <laughs> slides down like Battle of the Bastards style or yep. all the Lord of the Rings. Or they just reenact with the movie War Games. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, <laughs> oh, act out. Is this morally okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's going to be so much fun. So uh, Mike asks, are y'all going to do anything special to prepare? Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have an amazing outfit. Yeah, yes. like, I'm gonna. It's gonna probably have some like glitter, maybe some sequins. Mm. It's gonna. I'm wearing some leather-looking ass leggings. Nice. Maybe the I've got kids shirt that Mike bought me a long time ago. Oh, but yeah. also, I'm doing my wrestler today. His merch is so fucking cool that I'm probably gonna buy something. Wow. Oh, nice. So I might do that. And he's an ex NXT. Um, it says it personally, by the way. Producer Mike likes to wear a pop of color to break up all the black denim people. Like yeah, we should have a no black yeah. clothing rule we for should, this. We should, absolutely. Oh, see, I have to. See, I'm gonna go wrestler goth. Okay. I gotta do that. But okay. I guarantee yours will be more interesting than a lot of the other black clothing that's uh-huh. out there. For sure. Um, I, don't, I don't know, I'm like, 
hoping to get like at least one more nice dress between now and then so I'll probably be wearing just like like a decent like cute mid-range like anthropology clearance sale dress uh my usual thing I wear when I'm going out out on the town this um, is so true that's what I wore to this last dress I was show. about and to let say me tell what you, did you wear to the last one I was black though I did realize my fatal fl- I was because I was gonna I knew it was gonna be sweaty and I didn't want to have like pit mm-hmm. stains but I got it and I was like oh I kind of blend but I was like <laughs> like a black dress like with like birds on it and everyone oh, else there is like God. a 40 year old man yep yeah yeah it was oh, great i can't wait man i'm gonna get so drunk at this show oh, yeah <laughs> i just realized i was like i will have to put money aside for my bar tab yep yeah. Also, my hair will be longer, so maybe Ooh. I can do like something weird with my hair to play along with it. Exciting. Oh my gosh. Excited. I'm growing out my hair, and I'm very excited. It's I a, great. I had a dream last night that my hair is near belly button length at the moment, uh, everyone, because my hairdresser is just busy, um, <laughs> and I refuse to go elsewhere, and I'm lazy. Uh, but I had a dream last night that I cut it off myself because I was it like kept getting in the way. And I was like, "This is just annoying," and no one said anything, and I was upset. Oh, which well, I think is pretty standard. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if you just make thought a change, of that, you want people to see. Um, I do want to bring this up. Another personal thing, which is that last week we had a wrestling. We had a meeting about this podcast, and then we made Mike stay and watch The Bachelor. Yes. Brett with us, mm-hmm. and he was very mad because we promised him pizza. And so I decided halfway through that I was gonna order him pizza and a man named Jesus delivered it. So it was very fun getting a text that was like, Jesus is coming with your pizza. <laughs> yep. Um, and Mike was mad, but we thought it would be funny to be like, Mike, what did you think of The Bachelorette? Because he gets our inane observations on wrestling all the time, which he loves. And now we do, but... So 10 second. 10 seconds. What'd you think of that Bachelorette episode? I'm gonna be honest, I had a full-blown existential crisis later that night after I watched The Bachelorette. <laughs> yes. I was like, I honestly don't remember anything that happened. And then I was like, is, is, is being in love like bullshit like are we all like is this all fake like what is going on like who's to say these stupid people (laughs) don't deserve to be happy but at the same time like are they actually happy because clearly there's some kind of marketing ploy going into like i was up till like four in the morning (laughs) and i almost started crying thinking about it i was like this is like this is sad in a weird predatory way Mm -hmm. but also isn't that kind of how humans are anyway and i was like i don't I don't think Can I, I tell you what makes show. me like go to sleep after watching it is I think of them as like I'm looking into an aquarium or a zoo because they're so not like me. So I'm like watching other things that are not like me interact. So it makes me be like, oh, there's decency in the world and these people are nothing like the world that I revolve in. I, yeah, I always like the sociology because I don't watch other reality shows. Yeah. Um, I just watched the Bachelor franchise, and it does feel like a surreal sociolo- like sociological experiment, especially mm-hmm. because of the groups of people and how people respond in a group and in that kind of yeah. setting is interesting. Uh, I am really shocked that this was your experience and I didn't get one angry text message. So I commend you. I was too sad. That's like, I was, fucking yeah. nuts. I was debilitated thinking about it. I was like, I don't even wanna, I wanna pretend like this never happened. Wow, no wonder well, he didn't put it into the recap. Mm-hmm. You know what? At least 
At least we had pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for trying. That's Thanks all for I trying. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. It really, was fun. Really appreciated it. Also, I let you talk for more than 10 seconds because I was blown away. I know. We all were yeah. like, how do we stop this with like a crinkle or like a sound effect? Yeah. I was just like, yeah. this is fine. This is <laughs> like go. an animal howl from yeah. the void. Oh. All right. Well, I mean, hard pivot mm-hmm. into our wrestlers this week. Guys, another great week, I have to say, of of choices. Um, so I'm going to talk about Big Van Vader. Yay! Uh, who I love. Um, Leon Allen White uh, was born in Linwood, California on May 14, 1955. So he's a Taurus, which makes sense. Um, he was quite large. He was billed at being 400 pounds. Wow. Um, but was known for aerial moves. Like the Vader salt, mm-hmm. which is basically a backflip off the top rope. I do have a gif of it later so we can see what it looks like in action. It's remarkable. He is a very large man. Um, so no surprise, he was initially a football player. He was a center for the University of Colorado. He was drafted by the LA Rams in 1978 when they were initially the LA Rams. Mm. Oh. He played in the Super Bowl against the Steelers in 1980. The Steelers won NBD. It was a pretty close game. Uh, <laughs> Did you know that without looking? Oh no, I had to look that up. I was you just curious. Like, so I was like, I'm sure of it. <laughs> I was like, I thought you only liked the Seattle Seahawks and yeah. everyone else's garbage. And only, yeah, and only from the last couple years. And then yeah. with with about as much knowledge as I have about wrestling, honestly, probably sure. less. Um, Vader only played for a couple of seasons. He had to retire due to a ruptured kneecap. Oh, so ow. like a slight. Actually, I should back up and say slight warning. I will talk about some gnarly injuries in this. There are no gross pictures, but I will preface that section if you are sensitive and you I'm not going to get super gory but if you don't like hearing about injuries there will be a little bit of that in this because it's kind of impossible to talk about him without mentioning some of the ravages of time on him just the line ruptured kneecap yeah makes me think that there's a volcano in his knee that oh yeah you know what I mean a ruptured (laughs) yeah I don't know what happened but that's like a recurring thing is that knee his knee stuff never stopped um so he was only in the professional football realm for a couple of seasons. Post-football in the mid-80s, a fan saw him working out at the gym and suggested he get into wrestling. It was like someone who remembered him from his college football days and was like, hey, you should wrestle. Huh. Mm-hmm. So, and he was like, cool. And he went out and just like, he almost immediately started wrestling, it seems. Hmm. Uh, he initially joined the American Wrestling Association under the name Baby Bull, which honestly I love. Mm-hmm. And- Taurus thing. I know, right? Yeah. And then he was Bull Power. Uh, He moved on to the Catch Wrestling Association and began touring Europe. Um, He won some titles. I'm not going to get into it because it's a lot. He he has been in like every single like wrestling division back and forth, like trying to sum up his career in a linear fashion is sort of insane. But basically he's been everywhere and he's won pretty much everything. Um, This first picture that I have is him lifting Ric Flair Uh over his head. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This is in... I think the early 90s WWF days, I would assume. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, so buckle up. We're Uh we're gonna get into it. Yes. So. Oh my gosh. He joined New Japan in 1987, and that's when he got the name Big Van Vader. His new identity was based on a strongman character from Japanese folklore. He entered wearing a truly insane gigantic metal mask that shoots steam. What? Okay, so this mask is like H.H. Geiger looking. And it's actually metal? 
it's I'm sure it's oh like tin or something very okay. thin. It's definitely like heavy and sturdy yeah. because his entrance, he walks in wearing it. Later I have a link to his entrance. Um, he walks in wearing it and then he he just kind of like it's funny because his entrance isn't particularly intimidating. He just yeah. like walks and sort of like waves at people. <laughs> and then he takes off this mask and puts it down and then it shoots steam out the side of it. When it's off? When he puts it, or yeah, off? when he puts it down, there's oh. like little things on the shoulder. You can see it like shoots jets of steam out of it. Does he have like a holder for it? Because it looks like it would like it kind of sits just on its own. Like it's, I need it's to, big enough where it doesn't to, like, move. Yeah, no, I know. I was so I'll curious. Like, where the steam yeah. from? Yeah. I know. Like, I'm bothered. I, don't, I think that I don't know how they do it. It's oh I didn't gosh. know about this. So full disclosure, this was a wrestler suggested to me by my husband because I was like, I'm gonna do like a throwback wrestler. I don't. I have no ideas. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you should look up Vader. And I didn't even know about this. I just looked him up and I saw his other mask and was like, oh fun. And then, like an hour into my research yesterday, I found this mask, and I like just like screamed, like I oh couldn't, I couldn't believe that this is that is terrifying. His actual look, yeah, I love it. So a fun, I'm little, here for a this. fun little story about Vader and his New Japan days. Uh-huh. So like one of his very first matches, he challenged uh, Antonio Inoki in an arena called Sumo Hall, that was the home base of New Japan at that time, uh-huh. um, and he beat him. The audience rioted because they were Anoki fans, and New Japan was banned from the arena until 1989. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, what year did he yeah. challenge him? It, it must have been in 1987, because oh it was God. like when he made his debut. Wow. So, Vader did really well in New Japan. He was the first non-Japanese wrestler to be named IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Oh, cool. Wow. Um, so, okay, now we're gonna get gnarly. I'm sorry. Bring it. This is disclaimer. If you don't want to hear about injuries, skip. I like always a do, so that's fine. So, in February 1990, Vader was set to fight Stan Hansen. Hansen accidentally broke Vader's nose on the way to the ring with the bullwhip he carried as a prop. Oh my gosh! <laughs> then, during the match, this same match. He accidentally poked Vader's eye and popped it out of its socket. Oh, God. Vader removed his mask. Not this mask. He wears another little mask in the ring. Popped his eyeball back in and held it in place with his eyelid until the match ended. There are pictures of this. No. Not of his eyeball out. Just of his eye closed. I wasn't going to put it in here, guys. It was... I would never do that to you. But there are pictures out there of his swollen ass eye if you want to, like... It's like the first thing that comes up on the Google search. I didn't even look for it. So he held his eyeball in place until the match ended. He went through with the match. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't remember if he won or not. (laughs) As a result, he had a metal plate placed under his eye. So that's his most (laughs) notable injury, but he had a lot of injuries throughout his career. His knee in particular continued to bother him off and on throughout. Okay, another other gnarly stories about what he did to other people. He cracked the wrestler Sting's ribs and ruptured his spleen. Oh my gosh. But but they were friends. Sting remained very close friends with him as one of the last people who was like coming to visit him when he was very ill before his death. Um so they were okay. Yeah, Vader also broke the back of Joe Thurman, paralyzing him for a few hours. A few hours? Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Vader also broke Cactus Jack's nose so 
cactus tree. This dude just I sounds like he like runs at people and living like yes. eats living shit out of them without any kind of He's a sense large of he's a large dude and he, he was like a rock. known for throwing himself around. So people he's just got doing hurt. too much. Yeah. People got hurt right and fucking left. But he also was aerial, so it was probably yeah. a thing of he thought he could do it because he physically And he struggled with substance abuse which may oh, have okay. been a little bit of the judgment thing but i'm not gotcha. going to speculate on that too much i just know that he was there's a lot of stuff going on in his life let's say also yeah. can we talk about the name cactus, cactus jack? jack i feel like this is someone you must cover i feel like yes, i need to mike do you is you this have good for add? katie or me for cactus jack katie for sure yes. great uh, it's look up mick foley because he's got a bunch of different personas one of them is cactus jack <laughs> thank you mike. amazing different oh well, yeah, this is exciting. So I thought you'd like Cactus Jack. Unfortunately, Vader broke Cactus Jack's <laughs> nose so intensely he required 27 stitches. In his nose? Uh-huh. The match was edited on TV because it bled so fucking much. The promoters didn't want to show that much blood. That's super fair. Ooh. Okay, end of gnarly stories. No more gnarly stories. Can we, it's too much a part of his career to not talk about. I want to talk more about the gnarly stories, though. Okay. I kind of do, too. If you have more questions, I didn't research too intensely because... Goddamn. But no, the eyeball thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, so you had texted that to us, and yeah. I sent you guys back a shocked selfie because uh -huh. I literally went, oh, like yeah. out loud when I read it. Um, but with that, I'm always like, if your eye falls out and it's connected by all these things, it dangles. It would dangle, so it's still there. Did you see the visual of it? No, I just. So then when he pops it back in, seen. is it swollen then just because the, it happened? Yeah, it's trauma. It's just like, it's like you're a oh garden variety. Oh, this fucked up thing happened to my yeah. it's tissues. Like, because it's like a stem, I would imagine. Look, I'm not a doctor and I don't know what eyes look like. <laughs> I just know what I see. But like, if there's like, a, basically it looks like it's yarn. Your, op your optic nerve. <laughs> your optic yeah. nerve is hanging out. Do you remember get all like Hercules? Remember one of the three sisters when they're like oh, trying yeah, to prove the yep. fate? Mm -hmm. Her eyeball always falls out. It's really and funny. Pop no. it back in. It's a, it's <laughs> no, great. I'm with you. Their characters are wonderful. That's very but funny. That's kind of how I think of it. It's like little threads. But then would the threads get like torn because they're not supposed to come out that far? Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of, <laughs> a lot of shit. This is our that next happens. podcast. Also, <laughs> like the sanitary, th I'm like your germies getting in there. Yeah, like, I mean that I'm was my first I'm obsessive about like putting my contacts in and out, having my hands perfectly clean. Well, I can't even imagine I, in a ring. Like I know my oh. brothers used to wrestle and they'd get cauliflower ear. <laughs> so oh. disgusting. A ringworm. They'd all come home and they'd just have like polka dots on them. And I was like, what is that? And they're like, it's a thing called ringworm. Oh yeah. Damn. Gross. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all. I just well, wanted to speculate more. And also, this mask is fucking crazy, and I it love is. it. I know. It I is. I wish crazy. the steam shut out while he was wearing it. So it's like, no. you know, intimidating. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. Maybe there's something, some, maybe it's also, in the ring. Button? It could be, it's probably in the ring, because I'm like, is there a button? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, what? We need to review How? this video. Is, that a, is it a guitar a pedal? Yeah, he just <laughs> when he revs it. So, and actually, in terms of in, in the, the the classic milieu of wrestlers from back in the day, he didn't change his look that much. But mm -hmm. I pulled as many different variations of his look mm -hmm. as I could. So, in his New Japan days, he occasionally wore this like body stocking that is black and it has red patterns on it that are like you know your veins and your muscles. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like an inside out. <laughs> 
It's like a look. gimp, gimp yeah. suit with thread. And he does yeah. have a gimp mask on for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I included this picture of him in the ring so you can see his size relative to everyone else. Wow. He's just like a large individual. Mm-hmm. He's tall and he has a lot of mass. So he mm. really like took up space in the ring. Oh. So, okay, now we're gonna get into it. If you don't know his name, you do now. Yep. So Vader wrestled with the Universal Wrestling Federation, World Championship Wrestling, and Union of Wrestling Forces International. He wrestled with everyone, guys. He joined the World Wrestling Federation in the mid-90s, and he kept his name, even though Vince McMahon tried to rename him the Mastodon. Which is rad as fuck. It is, but like, Big Van Vader rolls off the tongue, and also he looks to me more like, I mean, admittedly his name is on his shirt, but he looks to me more like a Big Van Vader than a Mastodon. That's fair. Because mm-hmm. I think his persona is not particularly, like, scary. He's, mm. he's like, goofy bad more, you know? So I think the Mastodon sounds a little bit too serious. Threatening. That smushed mask. I know. So um, another funny story, not gory. He was on a morning show while in Kuwait on a WWF tour in 1997. The host asked him if wrestling was fake. And in response, Vader flipped the table, grabbed the host by the tie, and asked him if it seemed fake using foul language. I'm doing air quotes. He was fined $164 for this. That's fucking funny. I know, it's really funny. I tried to find a video for it and I couldn't. I'm sure there's something somewhere. Uh, Because the answer is, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. It's so funny that he was, like, overcompensate. He's like, no, to the point where I'm going to hurt you, man. He flips the table. He strangles someone. He goes, yes. <laughs> also, like, $164. Like. I know. It was so tiny. Um, so, in the WWF, uh, he feuded with Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, mm. and Bret Hart, amongst mm. other people. He was involved in this legit crazy sounding feud between Canadian and American wrestlers that included him dramatically breaking a Canadian flag in the ring. Breaking it? Yeah, I think he like cracked the flagpole was how I read that. Got it. Um, I was like, did he freeze it? And then (laughs) he wouldn't like rip the flag. That would be too far, but yeah, Yeah. broke the flag. Yeah, so this is, so I have like the Vader classic as I call it in these Mm -hmm. slides. This is his, his main outfit, what he's like known for. He has a singlet and pants on. It's always black and red, mostly black. Mm-hmm. His singlet usually says Vader time. <laughs> it's kind of red. I yeah, kind of want to I think get we a, should get you a shirt that does says that Vader, Vader time. time. I'd yep. be into it. And I want the same cut too. It's really mm-hmm. like that deep skew. Yep, just very so deep skew. Yeah. It's got like the thinnest straps in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really emphasizes just his bod. Um, so his the side of his pants also say Vader. Love it. I pulled that view so you can see. That's him versus The Undertaker. So we can also see a young, spry Undertaker yep. in this shot, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> so this is Mike's losing it. He hates it when we talk about The Undertaker. <laughs> um, Vader also wore this mask. Honestly, I'm at a loss as how to describe uh, this mask. It's, it's like a like a jock strap that attacked you. Mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs. It is a little bit Silence of the Lambs, except his mouth is, is yeah. open. Yeah, but also like... In the top photo, it's like uh, not helping him breathe. It's like covering no, it's his, his nose. nose. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. that's why he broke his nose so much. But I think I think that maybe got twisted like twisted. Because yeah. I think that's how it's supposed to look. I have also, a promotional shot. Also, the bottom shot. photo is just yeah. amazing. Well, we should post that one. He for appears sure. to be a fellow redhead, which like much respect. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, 
but his mask is red and it has these are actually like reflective i have a close-up later we can see it they're like bike reflective tape basically <laughs> oh on accenting different parts of it um so that's kind of cool just yeah. a little bit of flair it's I, I couldn't track when he started wearing this mask. I think it it's probably when he joined the WWF in the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. He always seemed to have had some sort of mask in his in his look though. It was just like more of the full yeah. gimp thing before that. Mm. And the gloves. I kinda yeah. like that he does the glove. Mm-hmm. And he does gloves a lot. They're like uh open palm. Mm-hmm. All the better to unprofessionally hurt people with, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so this is one of his aerial moves that I've included a gif of, so you can see how he, and this is the, the, the Vader ball, Vader ball? It's like a cannonball thing. It's not the somersault one. There's one where he actually flips, which I didn't find footage of, but Mm. this is another one where he just like body slams someone from the middle rope. So Vader eventually left WWF after losing a bunch of matches. In a really sad interview, he said, maybe Vader time is over. I'm a big piece of shit, a big fat piece of shit. That was like a kayfabe interview, but it's very sad. Um, So he kept wrestling and bounced around for various various promotions for several years and even appeared in season two of Boy Meets World, which I have a (gasps) tiny, tiny picture of in the corner. Oh, yeah. um, Of him getting ready to... Murdered the child stars of mm-hmm. that's amazing. Did he play himself? No, he actually played a different wrestler. There was a whole subplot with the boys trying out for the wrestling team, mm. and they had this very aggro wrestling coach. Of course, they did, yeah. Um, and I guess hilarity and probably ensued. I'm uh, sure, yeah. But guys, Vader wrestled around various places until 2012. Oh, wow, which is frankly amazing considering his health problems. Um, Yeah. So he had congestive heart failure. Um, Among among other issues, he had struggled with his heart. He went under, he went on surgery in May of this year for it. Hmm. Um, When news broke about it, he said he was basically going to embrace the time he had left. And he said he wanted to die in the ring. Um, He did not. He has in and out of the hospital this year, struggling with heart conditions and caught pneumonia and he passed away on june 18th Whoa. 2018 wow. at the age of 63 oh uh but his good friend sting whose spleen he ruptured was one of the like people who was like continuing visiting him Aww. like up until he died like he was very good friends with a lot of these guys so he was a nice person yes yeah. from the, that's from the sounds of it like you know he had his struggles like a lot of people do uh but he was very well liked and respected yeah Great. Um, yeah. So, ooh, I included one last slide that has his 1990 entrance, which was his WCW debut. You guys should watch later for sure. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. It's you can see the mask in action. Yeah. He brought that with him to his WCW debut, which I really appreciate. Now it's more like flashlight, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. See, this is you, the up close of his mask. You can see the the yellow detail in it, the sparkly detail, and this is a very recent picture of him from the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, he would show up and do a lot of like promotional stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was just a very big presence in the wrestling world, uh, and everyone really loved him. So. R.I.P. Big Van Vader, Leon Allen White, a very interesting guy. Great, yeah. yeah. Thank you so the much, Sarah. Thanks. The end. The end. We need to figure out how to tag these because I never know. I know. I'm always I like, know. that's that. It feels. <laughs> it definitely feels like a presentation. Yeah. 
All right, so um, I'm up next, and I had a hard time thinking of who to do, and then I was like, I'm just gonna do one of my favorite wrestlers, Naomi. Yay! Yay! Um, and I think I've decided that she's my favorite fashion-wise. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Sorry, that's like, that was so hard. <laughs> uh, so Trinity Fatu McRae, um, born November 30th, 1987. She's a Sagittarius. <gasps> Good job. Wow. That's what you are. I know. That's why it was easy for me. Um, and also, she's born the same year as me. So, yeah. 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 So, she's me. 30. A good year. Okay. Um, so, she actually started out. These all mixed up. Okay. Um, so, she started out as a dancer for mm. the, um, what was it? The Magic... Why was that Orlando? Mm-hmm. Orlando Magic. Yep. It deleted what I was saying. But um, she was a dancer for the Orlando Magic dancers for a good while. And these are two photos of her and her dancing outfits, which she is can't. very much like 90s style that like boot cut. Mm, always fun. So then in August 2009, Naomi Knight signed a contract with WWE where she reported to their Developmental Territorial Florida Championship Wrestling, FCW. So is that like at that time, that's like not NXT development as much or? It's like pre, yeah, I mean, it was a developmental thing before NXT was a. a That's what I figured, yeah, before it started. Um, And so she made her in-ring debut in October, where she and Alex Riley lost to AJ Lee and Brett DeBias in a mixed tag team match. Um, And then on October, I mean, June 20th, 2010, episode of FCW TV, Naomi defeated Serena Deeb to become the inaugural FCW Divas champion. Nice. Yeah. So she kind of moved up pretty quickly. Um, On August 31st um, episode of NXT, it was announced that Naomi would be part of the all-female third season of NXT with Kelly Kelly and her as her pro. And this is kind of her outfits for that. Mm-hmm. And um, and Naomi debuted on September 7th episode of NXT where she teamed with Kelly to face fellow rookie Maxine and Alicia Fox in winning effort after Naomi pinned Maxine. Nice. So this is kind of her beginning look that she went with, which is just like, I'm strong, I'm fierce. I'm wearing black pants and a gold lame bra from yep. American Apparel. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, very American Apparel, both these. Both of them are. Those yeah. abs. That's uh, all I gotta say. They are right? popping. Yeah. Um, so, on January 9th, 2012 episode of Raw, Naomi made her main roster debut alongside Cameron as valets for the returning Brodus Clay, where the duo was dubbed the Funkadactyls. I'm obsessed. So good. Y'all have to listen to this. the intro to the Funkadactyls. It's yeah. just like funk, and it's them sometimes with pom-poms, sometimes without, and they just dance and hype up. Okay. Brodus Clay. Um, on March 15, 2013 episode of SmackDown, the Funkadactyls were attacked backstage by the Bella Twins. Oh, no. And that's where the starting of their feud began. It was announced on March 27th that the Funkadactyls, Clay, and Tensai, collectively known as Tons of Funk, was set to face Team Rhodes Scholar, Cody Rhodes, <laughs> and Damian Sh- Shando. Sando. Sando. Sandow. Sandow. Okay. And the Bella Twins in an eight-person mixed tag team match at WrestleMania. 
Sadly, the match was cut due to time constraints. Aww. And instead, it took place the following night on Raw with oh. tons of funk coming out victoriously. Mm. Um, the thing about that that was really interesting is that was on Total Divas. Oh. And you can tell, like, that it was like they were trying to work their way up from just being valet and like trying to get their own wrestling going and mm-hmm. they were like super upset with it. So That's a real bummer. A little sidebar of that. And on December 15th at TLC, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, <laughs> yes. Naomi, Cameron, and Tensai abandoned Clay due to his attitude, effectively disbanding tons of funk. Is that kayfabe or is that for real? Okay, so kayfabe they abandoned. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I was like to know if that dude's like a real one who sucks or not. These outfits are incredible. Yeah, aren't they? They're so I will just talk about them real quick. So the first one, it kind of reminds me of like TLC. Yes. Yeah. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, tables, ladders, and chairs. Um, but it's got like some strappy things going on. Um, you can tell that they both were like just like they were added thrown glitter at they didn't really know how to funk them up enough um i was trying to find they used to wear these like booties that had fur coming off of them that would like dangle Mm. but i couldn't find any of the photos of it and i was trying to find some gifts of it as well but um yeah a lot of pom-poms they did a lot of splits and dancing and um, tried to hype it up. It's interesting that they all, I think these are probably the first photos where the wrestler is smiling. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of if that's something that's happened before or not. Yeah. Don't they look like a band? Yeah, they mm-hmm. do. They look, it's like Destiny's Child and Beyonce went like to the bathroom. Yep. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, but so these were their looks for at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in December, Ooh. Naomi became involved with the Usos feud with The Miz, in which Naomi and Jimmy Uso real life relationship was acknowledged. And they Ooh. are now married. Oh my oh. gosh. Yes. Um, so that was kind of the moment that they were like, okay, we're going to break this out. Um, on December 16th episode of Super SmackDown Live, Naomi competed against Nikki Bella for the Divas Championship, where she lost the match after Jimmy Uso caused a distraction due to his anger with The Miz being present. <laughs> Which you're like, okay, but like also, let's have her kick some ass, you know? Yeah. Um, on the March 30th and April 6th episodes of Raw, Naomi pinned the Divas champion, Nikki Bella. Yeah. And on July 13th episode of Raw, after weeks of Divas division being dominated by the Bella Twins and their ally, Alicia Fox, for weeks, Stephanie McMahon called for the Divas revolution, <laughs> subsequently introducing the debuting NXT women's champion, Sasha Banks, to align with Naomi and Tamina, as well as Charlotte and Becky Lynch, to align with Paige and leading to a brawl between the three teams. That sounds like so a fun one. get fucking ready. Naomi, Tamina, and Sasha Banks started to be being called Team BAD. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. So this is, they did it for about a year. So prior to a match with Lynch on February 1st episode of Raw, Banks claimed that she was on her own, signaling that she had moved on from the group at which Naomi and Tamina declared that they were, there were no hard feelings. However, during Sasha's match with Lynch, the duo attacked Banks until she was saved by Lynch, turning Banks into a fan favorite. Nice. Yeah. So before that, they were they turned heel mm-hmm. and they were bad bitches. That's yeah. Amazing. 
right? Real quick, does is Tamina much older than them? Um, she looks older to me. Is she? I don't know. Yeah, she does. She's actually like now she's a cousin in law to um, Naomi because of the Usos. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Yeah. So they all formed and they would come out and they'd wear like similar matching outfits and try to be like bad bitches. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. So after Banks left, um, after their feud with Banks, Team BAD formed a brief alliance with Lana, Emma, and Summer Rae. And on a March 14th episode of Raw, they defeated Alicia Fox and Brie Bella after a distraction by Lana. Yeah. So mm-hmm. after that, um, Naomi had an injury and kind of went away for a little bit to heal and stuff. And following a hiatus due to the injury and shooting the Marine 5 Battleground. Oh, a classic. Yes, I've seen ah. it 800 million times. Um, <laughs> Naomi was drafted to the SmackDown brand as part of the 2016 WWE draft on July 19th. Mm. And this was the beginning of my favorite part of her, which is all the glow outfits and her feel the glow feel. So on August 16th episode of SmackDown Live, Naomi debuted her new style, entrance, and theme, establishing herself as a face for the first time in over a year. So she just came out glowing, basically. That's awesome. On uh, July, uh, June 18th, 2016, Naomi defeated Lana to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship at Money in the Bank. Oh. Yeah. Um, she went on to retain the title um, from Lana two time, more times and on June 27th and July 4th episodes of SmackDown Live. And in July, Naomi debuted a custom title belt, which is this one right Ooh. here, and it had glow-in-the-dark lights That's of various so cool. colors. I love that. So it matched her entrance and her entire look. That's so cool. Yeah, and a few times you can see like she has the glow hair too, mm-hmm. and some of the belts were green that it matched the hair, which That's I was really like, cool. this is. This is great. I love this. On August 20th at SummerSlam, Naomi dropped the SmackDown Women's Championship to Natalia, ending her reign at 140 days. Wow. Yeah. And then WrestleMania, uh, Naomi went on um, to win the inaugural WrestleMania Women's Battle Royale by last eliminating Bayley. Mm -hmm. And on May 22nd episode of SmackDown, Naomi qualified for the 2018 Women's Money in the Bank after defeating Sonya Deville. However, she was unsuccessful in winning the the match, which Mm -hmm. we saw. Um, So yeah, this is kind of her deal and I wanted to keep on going with her outfits. But the thing that I mainly wanted to talk about her is I feel like for a long time she was under like appreciated and like no one knew how like she they were like cool yeah she's strong she can dance she can do things but I don't think they realized how like badass she actually could be and I think now that she has her own identity Mm. and has this like look to her hopefully she'll get more attention to like truly kick ass and I don't know. I love her her style right now. is really cool. For a long time, they were just like, let's show off her abs. Let's show how strong she is. And now I feel like they're like, okay, like this is working for her. We can bring her out. We can put her in more things. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like it. Like this right here. Yeah. It's like but- lips and then this is it glowing in the dark. I could not get rid of the big cast photo. I tried to remove <laughs> so it. So funny. Um, There's the honeymoon iguana himself. Yeah, yep. our favorite. Um, but yeah, I just I think she's 
really cool and like she's worked her way up and she's been working really hard to get to a place of being noticed especially on her own from being like a valet all the right all the way to this yeah that's a really interesting career trajectory yeah she also definitely has one of my personal favorite entrances right now i know it's really fun yeah the glowing is very fun it's it feels ravery in a way and it it makes sense that they would have that kind of character yeah well, she's big energy already. So yeah. it's cool that they now say that as like an opening instead of just her dancing and being like, she was a dancer, so let's just keep her doing this, you mm-hmm. know? I just felt bad for her for a long time when I was like looking at it. I was like, she definitely deserves more attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 She was she was overdue for her yeah. mm-hmm. solo shot. So I wanted to go back real quick and talk about some of these. See, like nothing is cohesive really. Yeah. She doesn't really have back then. It's not a, it's, there's no character, but I do like these looks. Still. Yeah. Like I, I like the look, especially of the red one. Um, mm-hmm. There's one where it's. It's like a bandana yeah, material. It's like, it's like a Mickey or a Minnie Mouse yeah. bow kind of on her boobs. That's exactly yeah, what it, it is. It truly is. With yeah. then the black uh, leather there. But yeah, I mean, I still like these looks, but you're right. It doesn't show a cohesive story. Yeah. It's more just like. Here's this wrestler. She's kind yeah. of a badass, but look at this it. beautiful woman yeah. wearing yeah. interesting clothes. I was trying yeah. to find some entrances of her back then, and I really couldn't. Mm. Do you remember what? Did she just like come out basically? Yeah, she was just like woo. Interesting. And I, I mean, I wasn't really watching around the Funkadactyls era. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Funkadactyls. I know the Funkadactyls are a real hidden gem. Yeah. Yep, I know. That's pretty crazy. But yeah, so this is Naomi. And then I love the bad. I love that. I think it's so great. That, that era team. is really cool. Yeah. I, we, I feel like we need to do a Tamina soon. Just to yeah. yeah, round out the roster. Yeah. We gotta. I also love that Sasha was like a heel in a group for a while too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting. Well, I mean, that's probably when they were like, we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So she's straight from NXT why team BAD? What does BAD stand for? Because it's a, an acronym. Yes. Do we know? Should we guess? Mike? I mean, didn't you explain it, Katie? Did you? I don't. Oh. I just said it was team, team BAD. BAD. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it doesn't seem to be their names. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it didn't say. I didn't yeah, no, see for sure. anything about That's it. That's not. Yeah, I can't. I can't speculate. I'm. I'm so. It, it's got. It's been a long. Because you know how guys. like it's always. Yeah. If you have. Yeah. Well, because it's an acronym, but also how what Their was names. that other team? Or do you think it's like beautiful and deadly? Probably like yeah. that kind of thing where it was like the be- the BFFs were like what was oh, it? Oh, the beautiful fierce females. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, well, what does this acronym mean? Mike, are you looking it up? Great. Awesome. We'll find out. In if I've one. guessed it right, I will feel incredible sarah will just leave she'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. be like, be like, like okay bye carefully drop the I'm mic and done. Leave. i've never done anything this important um but yeah i she's great she's fascinating i also love the speed at which she comes out because she just like fucking books it on into she the does. ring like she just does a full run so i'm like really into that feel the glow in these like yeah. one piece as like oh mm-hmm. it's a very race car looking yeah. to me it's like a day glow race car what bad and dangerous i was right beautiful and, da- and deadly 
Beautiful and Deadly? No. I even really? got Deadly? Holy shit. Is Beautiful shit. and Deadly? I think so, yeah. <gasps> you guys. Beautiful wow. and Dangerous. Okay, dangerous. okay, that or, makes more sense. Or Best at Dominating. You know okay. what? You know what? Mm. Okay. Honestly, I'm into it. It keeps me humble that I got it a little wrong. <laughs> yes. I we can't give we can't have Sarah getting too much. Yeah. No, she got gold ego. dust. Yeah. She, yeah. She got, oh god, did I forgot. <laughs> yeah, she got gold dust, who I almost did this week as a joke because of that. And then I was like, no, I I chose my guy instead. Oh yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about him sometime. We'll oh, get there. The last thing I wanted to point out that I love about Naomi's look is her they put lights on the soles of her shoes. I know. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's so cool. That yeah, and they sense. change. Yeah. Cool. So okay. she's like a cool like twelve year old. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. With those LA lights. Yeah. Or the whatever the is are those the modern ones? There's like they have those shoes now. Oh. And they're like, but they're aggressively neon. The LA lights were just like flickering little, and like little cool. Blinkies. Now they're like glow forever. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, Big fan though. Yeah, yeah. She's great. She's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Good job, Katie. Yay! Yay. All right. <laughs> Alistair Black. What? I'm covering Alistair Black. I love him so much. You guys, <laughs> I have a new favorite wrestler. It's definitely Alistair Black. This is based 100% off of the reading I did and nothing about him in the ring whatsoever. And I just want to be clear. Look, Mike, this is how I do it. I identify with someone's story, and I love it. I love him. So... This is a, yeah, okay. So Mike put a gif of him like rising from the grave, which I don't super understand. It's his entrance. It's his entrance, yeah. (laughs) But don't patronize me. I watched it. But yes, he's rising from the grave. It's one of his parts of his entrance. Uh, And his entrance you really should watch because it's fucking awesome. And the band that does his intro music is great. Um, but we'll get to that. So, do you have it saved on your Spotify now? I honestly should. I really <laughs> like it. All right. So, wow. You're doing Alistair Black. Uh, he was born Tom Budgeon, which is a fascinating <laughs> name. Wow. On May 19th, 1985, also a Taurus <gasps> baby. Mm hmm. Uh, in the Netherlands. And so I'm just going to read off his WWE bio to kind of summar- uh, uh, sum up his career because this is easier for me. So he is from, he's in NXT. And he's, uh, da, da, da. all right, sorry. Alistair Black enters the NXT ring with total composure and masterful precision, emerging from the quiet darkness just long enough to knock someone's head off. Ooh. Yeah, this is really good copy. Uh, trained in kickboxing in the Indonesian martial arts of Penkak Silat. Nah. Beginning at age nine, by the way, the Dutch superstar boasts a world-class arsenal of strikes, none more disruptive than his black mass spinning heel kick. MMA pioneer Bob Schreiber was among Black's early mentors, and before coming to NXT in 2017, the head-rocking superstar spent years dominating independent wrestling circuits around the globe. At the NXT Year End Awards in 2017, he won three awards for Rivalry of the Year with Velveteen Dream, aka why I felt like choosing him (laughs) after last episode, uh, Breakout Star of the Year, and Male Competitor of the Year. Mm. 
Um, and I chose these two gifts that we won't be able to post, but there's one of him sitting in the center of the ring. I'll post them on Twitter. Meditating, more or less. It's like kind of, he's like, it's like a meditative moment in the center of the ring, often. And then the other one is, I don't know who the other wrestler is, but he's like dancing around him, and Alistair's just standing there looking like a fucking badass, terrifying motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah's mom. Uh, and <laughs> I yeah. warned her. I love this as like an example of his wrestling style. So the thing you notice most about him, and this is fashion, are his tattoos. So his tattoos are bonkers. They're everywhere. There's too many to talk about, but I have a couple uh, things about them specifically, but it stems from his background in the Dutch hardcore punk scene. Number two, why I chose <laughs> yeah. him. He's like made for you. Oh, I love him. So <laughs> his first tattoo was his Japanese inspired sleeve on his right arm that he got when he was 19. And he said, I went big straight from the get go and all of his tattoos have meaning. Nothing goes on his body without thought. Um, it's since has been stretched out from it into his chest and his mom hates it. Um, <laughs> So all of his tattoos are predominantly like an Eastern style of tattooing. Um, like Japan, it makes sense. And also he went to New Japan, so I think that's interesting as well. Um, but there are several cult references, including a crescent moon under his eye. He also has a hand with various symbols with the open eye and then an Illuminati looking one on his arm. Uh, and then I'm he, sorry, this seems Why like are you laughing? Like, it seems like you're like trying to justify your boyfriend's tattoos. Like <laughs> if we were like at a pool and you were like, listen. And then we're like, wow, that's a lot of tattoos. And you're like, listen, this came from his background. Like this is the way that you would talk about justifying. Nothing goes on his body yep. without thought. <laughs> so I love you that. Said that. And you were like, and then cult tattoos. It's just like, I'm like checking off an imaginary checklist of like Christina Falski, like what she needs in life. I want someone who likes, who is interested with Eastern philosophies yeah. and the occult and hardcore punk and has a beard. Yep. This dude rules. You're just justifying your boyfriend in a pool that That's we're hanging so out on a summer day. Funny. So, go ahead. This go is ahead. actually the only section I wrote. So like, actually, because okay. I was looking at it, I was like, yeah, all these things like make sense. So, um, but the Eastern influence makes sense considering his background in martial arts. Uh-huh continuing to talk about my boyfriend okay so these are the actual means of some of his tattoos again he has a ton but he has a crescent moon under his eye which represents his fear of the dark as a child and the crescent moon stomp one of his favorite wrestling techniques I love him. <laughs> he has a chess piece that I believe is Kali, the Hindu goddess of death, time, and doomsday, and is often associated with sexuality and violence, but is considered a strong mother figure. I also love her. Oh, complex. Oh, wow. she's, guys, yeah, I studied, I, I went to a Catholic college, so I had to take religious courses, and I mm -hmm. took Hinduism, and I'm obsessed with Kali. She's the best. Anyway, um, and then... He has his hand on his chest that's also on his t-shirts that we'll see later. And they have a bunch of symbols that includes what looks like the sign for femininity, like right underneath the thumb. Oh, um, well, that's because it's the um, the Mount of Venus, right? That's yeah. the, what your part of your palm is called? Is that what it is? Yeah. Wait, can the you speak to that The only thing I know more? about palmistry is that, so the, the fleshy mound where your thumb connects to the rest of your hand is called the Mound of Venus and supposedly like the size of it has to do with how like sexual you are. Ooh. 
we're all looking but at But they're our all hands. kind of the same for everyone, so I don't but that's like where it's like this part of your palm has to do with your Oh love no, and you guys look over Let's mine is just hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's like boof boof. Yeah. Boof, boof. Mine's been you know, it's been the more ice I chew, the bigger that thing gets. Um, <laughs> but, okay, uh, that's interesting because it is done in that, like, palmistry style. Yeah. Like, that's what the tattoo looks like. Um, he also has the line, uh, Diligencia Cresto, which is, by diligence we shall lead, tattooed on his chest. So that's the front. So then on his back, he has overcome the past, done above his large back tattoo, um, and then get ready to fall in love. Okay. Get ready to fall in love. He said, the being on my back is Lilith. In some folklore, she's the first woman to ever rebel against paradise. The reason she is there is for equality, equality for every man and woman, which is the most important thing there is. Wow. Oh. Now look. <laughs> Guys, he's so great. I wow. love him. And he's woke. He's woke. He's got beautiful tattoos. <sighs> he's made for me. All right. So reason number three why I chose him. <laughs> <laughs> While he was on a podcast with Colt Cavana, uh, Budgeon revealed that his father grew up in a religious cult. So in the same conversation, he credited oh this God. as his inspiration for a lot of his dark and occult-driven personas in professional wrestling. Why are you laughing at me, Mike? This is in a cult, which is like your favorite thing. I know. Oh, okay. I thought... Oh, I thought you were going to be like, that's Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This entire show... <laughs> Everyone laughs at me when I get things wrong. So as you guys are giggling, not about my how this makes sense that this dude is who I chose, I'm like, what did I get wrong? <laughs> no, like, now it's, now like it's you describing it to your grandmother at Thanksgiving because <laughs> it's showing through. So you're like, listen, this is this. Yeah, uh, cults are my favorite. These Look, I said this guy is like an intersection of most of my favorite things. Honestly, if you yeah, yeah. if you like walked a dog out out with him, it'd be it. Um, okay, so an unacknowledged form of religion, Black is described as father's old belief system as heavy, really dark, and bleak, oh adding that those who practiced it did it through fear of burning an eternal hellfire. So instead of running from it, he accepted it as part of his upbringing and used much of it as the inspiration for the Sumerian Death Squad's cultish act. So Sumerian Death Squad, from what I got, can gather, I believe is two of them. It's he and Michael Dante. All right, Mike doesn't know. But he and Michael, partner Michael Dante, once staged a promo in which they cut an actor's throat and then let the blood spill out around a cluster of Illumina, uh, oh. Illuminati imagery. Oh my God. And then, he, and then he got letters for like years from religious groups like, you can't fuck with devil stuff. And he's like, fuck you. So... Uh, he's a practicing Satanist. This is where we differ. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I am. But he's a this practicing... This is where you drunkenly tell us in the bathroom why you can... Well, he's a, <laughs> he's a practicing Satanist. <laughs> he believes in good... So he believes in good and evil, but he doesn't believe in God or the devil, which is what Satanism actually is. Um, mm -hmm. And so Alistair comes from... And the name Alistair comes from the famed Alistair Crowley, who was once called the wickedest man in the world. Oh, which mm -hmm. um, Founder of the Church of Satan, yeah? No, that's Anton LaVey. Oh, no, you're right. Which I know from my, again, my history of listening to punk music. I got um, my A names mixed it's up. It's okay. How embarrassing. Alistair Crowley, know, Alistair Crowley was a wizard, and he uh, tried to summon, like, demons and shit. He bought, basically, the Rolling Stones, I think, recorded. No, it wasn't the Rolling Stones. It was like Jimmy Page bought his old house, and it was haunted. I don't know. Wow. Because he had summoned demons there. 
look this is me oh so we should talk about his fashion here so he basically is wears the same thing which is like these leather boots that go up above the knee and then the di- the black diaper classic but and like, then he it's like a cult diaper like an yeah. evil diaper and then he has a vest <laughs> <laughs> stop making fun of my boyfriend <laughs> Katie, you're not invited to the wedding. Um, so he has this vest that basically has a bunch of patches on it that are pretty rad. Uh, um, it just looks like a classic dude you'd see on the fucking subway and be like, oh, that guy smells bad. You know? Even better, like a Chicago biker dude. Oh, totally yeah, Chicago a, biker dude. A, a motorcycle club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To it. Or like, you or know, like electric cycle. <laughs> yeah, it's all black and white. He has pretty much the same patches. There are video, uh, pictures of other patches, but I wasn't as interested in that as the other stuff about him. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, they're just pretty basic, like white patches on the black vest. Uh, and I really think that his tattoos are... The- oh, and then these boots yeah. that have, like, a weird lightning bolt, I think, down them. But it could be sticks, and I'll show you why in a little bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look. He's meant for you. I love him so much. Okay. So, he is an anti-serious anti-hero persona hence the term on his knuckles it says anti-hero across his knuckles and he does this thing with his thumb down on the hero hand which is like yeah great you're not the hero (laughs) 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 the gimmick now you're telling your like co-workers at like a startup company about your boyfriend's (laughs) tattoos like he's so deep and so dark and only I understand him um, so the gimmick his gimmick of the anti-hero draws heavily on his interest in the occult but he states that he started developing the persona in childhood um, and his wrestling character has been influenced and shaped by his thoughts and the moments that have brought him to this point and has been working on it since he was capable of free thought oh. I know it's like the, oh, that oh. dude you date who like reads like fucking Nietzsche in like mm-hmm. college it's the worst but part of it comes through in his unwillingness to comply with societal norms. Uh, Black's disdain for order rules and etiquettes are a common part of his promos, and his focus has always been on living a good life on his own terms rather than gratification through material gains. So much of this stems from his background in the Dutch hardcore punk scene, and the genre's hard, uncompromising sound and anti-establishment themes remain a huge influence on him. Um, and his intro song is, that I've mentioned before is done by the hardcore punk band Incendiary, and it's fucking awesome. It's liter- it's so good. It's such a good song. I listened to it in full a couple times. Um, they're based in New York, and they there is like some interview that I read that was about how they like being the theme of that changed their life. And there was one entrance he did with the band on stage, and it was the most awkward thing ever because he just basically walks out all slow and looks evil. That's like his thing. Uh-huh. And so having to walk through a metal band performing, <laughs> it's just, it was weird. He has to cut through, like, <laughs> yeah. between, like, the guitar. He's, like, stepping over wires. He's stepping over wires, he's for like, sure. He's, like, bump the amp. And, yeah. and then, like, the singer is, like, going for it. And he's, so like, he's a like, tech guy that has to fix, like, one pedal or something. It yes. is, like, just so with, uncomfortable. With less urgency. Yep. So it's even weirder, because he's just slowly, it's, like, if they hired a tech guy who was like in a diaper in a diaper yeah (laughs) but yeah so i put pictures of his merch because it's great um 
Oh, so in his first promo, he says the lines, I am neither saint nor sinner, I simply am. No man is ever truly good and no man is ever truly evil. Allow yourself to fade, fade to black. Guys, it's rad as fuck. It's so great. Here's why it's great. Everyone is making fun of me and I don't care. You all should support me in living my life. The video, it's set in like this creepy ass, like a a cult looking ass room and you can barely see him and there's all these like candles and shit and you watch the candles go in and out it's insane and then he says this thing but it actually is cool it seemed like a game of thrones promo where i'm like oh my god Arya's gonna murder that man <laughs> like, it's very cool uh so his merch looks like a fucking metal bands and it's awesome um so he has that hand that he has tattooed on one of them and it says no man is truly good no man is truly evil oh. written on it uh and then on the back it says fade to black and like basically this rune-esque text so like the what are they called the Nor nordic countries yeah the nordic countries runes essentially and then one of them is just fade to black which is written like i swear to god this font has to just be called metalcore because like every band i would see not on purpose because metalcore sucks but like whenever i would go see shows in high school and there'd be a metalcore band they'd have this font yeah it seems like the name of the font should just be travis <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh. oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. It should. Good job, Katie. I'm only stopping myself from laughing out. I'm going to think of this later. Um, and then there's this one on the right that has like a bunch of sticks. <laughs> In a pagan formation. I say pagan because I don't know what. Oh, it says AB. Okay, it's a circle and it says AB in the sticks. See? Oh. And then there's this red X in the middle because I don't know. And then uh, there's all these different rune, like sigils um, that are from Nordic runes. Oh my God, that's so funny. Anyway, I just love him. These shirts are fucking cool. Um, Good to know. Yes. So... In an opinion piece that was published 10 days ago, July 19th, on uh, Sportskeeda? <laughs> I don't know. The writer Gary Cassidy argues that uh, Alistair Black should get bumped up to Raw or SmackDown, and I'm just going to read this excerpt because I like it. Uh, he's something different, and incredibly so. The main roster has never seen anything like Alistair Black, the dark gothic character whose mystery draws in the crowd and has them hanging on every single move, and the one whose athleticism and in-ring nuances only further the notion. Black is essentially a modern-day vampire, something hinted at through his astounding entrance, and we all know WWE loves a star with a good entrance. If he existed 20 years ago, you can bet he'd be giving blood baths and wearing fangs. <laughs> But thankfully, the subtleties only accentuate Black's characters, and it looks like WWE value him so high that if recent patterns are followed, he'll be appearing on Raw or SmackDown very soon. Look, I don't want, I want him to get promoted, but also Not I want before. him to come to the tour. Yeah. Uh, so I would like to see him on November, in November, because then I'm just going to re-download all the dating apps and fucking cruise, because yeah. I want to marry him. <laughs> 
What's also like what Gary Cassidy said is like what you would say about your boyfriend who's wrestling as the match is going on, like just shouting it is a like whisper to your friends. He, he would be a he is a modern vampire. Yeah. Uh, but this print, I, I love that print. That's it's, cool. It's on the website. It's like twenty bucks on the WWE website. It's a print with like uh weird not weird sorry like asian inspired dragons on the outside and then he's centered like sitting and looking stern Mm -hmm. um would your mom think that was too risque to put on your wall though i would like it and i think i could honestly like i was like i should buy this but it's a little dark because there's also the claws and then that's not a picture of aleister crowley but it's definitely someone similar um, and I don't want to bring that energy into my home. It's yeah. true. Uh, but anyway, so that is Alistair Black, my boyfriend. Oh. I love him so much. Uh, yeah, he's just, he is a really good wrestler in terms of like incorporating other. Uh, everyone is laughing at me. <laughs> It's just because we're happy for you. It's distracting. It's making me so insecure. No, don't be. It's only because of Mike, because Mike gets under my skin. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Because Sarah was laughing. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just having, I'm just having a moment. I'm How having, dare you all have is, fun? No, I mean, truly, this has been so entertaining just listening to you. I love it. I mean, because for one, it's giving everyone a layout who doesn't know you who listens to this to understand who you are as a person. That's true. It really makes sense. Yeah. I like witches. I like cults. <laughs> Dutch hardcore. Dutch hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> if only he's from Iceland. Also, my family is Dutch, so there is that too. Ooh. Um, anyway, he's he's great. He's really fascinating. I like his um, the martial arts element of it. I like that he sits and he kind of meditates. Mm-hmm. He had a really great thing going with Velveteen Dream. Was that the one where it was the same I name? Yeah, that was because he would sit and meditate in the middle of the ring, and then Velveteen Dream would like slink seductively all around him and be like say my name and that's why they worked really well together yes because velveteen dream and that was the joke that i made where it's like my relationships which is fair but which makes sense why i want to date this man I do. I, I really like the fact that he is very different from anything. So I can yeah. definitely see him moving up because of that. Of like, yeah, we need to switch things up. We need some people that vary in style. Mm-hmm. But is that, are more people more dramatic in NXT right now? Because if you've got Velveteen Dream and you've got him, I feel like their entrances or like their way of doing stuff seems a lot more theatrical than SmackDown and Raw. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting. We're going to have so much fun at this NXT. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully they stay on until then. There's not a draft before then, is there? I mean, he might get called up after SummerSlam. Oh. oh. Okay. Well, let's light the right candles Yeah, let's sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> let's get the occult. Yeah, let's let's charge our crystals and You know everything. that the crystals would have nothing to do with this, Katie. <laughs> You're just saying things. <laughs> I'd have to write something down and put a specific crystal on top chalk. of it. But me charging it wouldn't do that. But you have carpet, you don't have wood, so we can't put our chalk and do the, what is it? The pentagram? pentagram. The pentagram, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could do it in my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I really want it. 
sit on your toilet and draw a pentagram. I mean, it won't be the first time. Anyway, <laughs> that was Alistair Black. He's so great. I love him. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, it's just, once, once again, we've done a great job picking our roster for this episode. Uh-huh. I love all of them. And... What a, what a journey we've gone on. I just got totally distracted mid-sentence by this gif. I know. Of Velveteen Dream dancing in front of him. It's beautiful. We gotta also, post that one. On. That looks like Braun when he just sniffed. Yeah. That's why you... Yeah. Because I love Braun, but I like him more. I wish he had better hair. Yeah, he uh, does. I mean, they all need better hair. For, yeah. Yeah. What is with all that? All the men need to not have the long, wet hair. We've got to yeah. look into why that's mm-hmm. the fucking look. Because it's crazy it that is. that's the look. Yeah. Like, that's that's it's, my final thought. I mean, why the fuck? Yeah, I just remember <laughs> being in cars and, like, having hair fly in my, like, eye all the time and thinking that was painful. So what if, like, when you're jumping and you're doing all that stuff, like... I guess maybe the movement of it, but also why do they, they shave the sides? I know. Why shave the sides, though? I don't know. Because it's, like, it's just a long strip in the center. It's, like, mm-hmm. have a mohawk or don't. I mean, look, put it on my tombstone. <laughs> have a mohawk or don't. Yes. Wow. Um, but, yeah. I don't understand it. He does look kind of like Braun. Mm-hmm. I'm not attracted to Braun, though. We'll talk about this later. You guys, <laughs> the, the listeners don't have to be along for this part. Um, but if you do want to see pictures of these wrestlers uh, and their looks, um, you can follow us on Instagram at kfabpodcast, K-A-Y-F-A-B podcast. Uh, and you can also follow us on Twitter at the same handle. Um, if you want to recommend a wrestler for us to review or you just want to say hi, um, Katie kills it on Twitter. I'll answer for sure. And also, if I'll put those gifts of all the wrestlers on it so you can see which ones we were talking about, mm-hmm. especially the one of Finn and Seth. Yeah. Um, we'll make sure of that. Yeah, so follow us on social media. Uh, say hi to us. And please uh, rate and review us on yeah, iTunes. Yeah, please do. Uh, we really appreciate it. We read everything and we take it very much to heart. And it's just so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Until next time. Bye, Travis. <laughs> Bye, Travis. <laughs> <laughs>